Thank you guys tonight for uh, coming out. And I'm, I'm so excited to be in the house of the Lord and uh, to be with Kaylee. She's so awesome. And, and uh, to be, uh, you know, she comes to church and, and I didn't know if she was going to make it without her mom. But praise God, amen, that uh, one of the things that you want to do all the time is, is be a great example for your families, amen? How I many know that you can win the world but lose your family? What a sad story. What a sad testimony that, 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 that as a man or a preacher or a pastor would, would lose his family and he goes in pursuit for maybe goals or ideas or dreams or think, things that, that come to his heart and you think that you forsake the family, forsake everything for the goals, amen? And, and I, I want to get something straight before I begin here my sermon because we're going to go to the book of Titus chapter 2. So if you want to help me there, Ronnie, uh, Titus chapter 2, verse 11. And I want to say this, and I want to say it very clear and very simple. And it's simple tonight, amen? The more that I read the Bible and study the Word, it's just very, very simple, and I don't want to complicate it. And, and, I, and I know this about the Bible and the apostles and Jesus Christ, that Jesus and His apostles and the teachers and all those that moved behind the movement of Christianity, now get this, they weren't offensive, Christians in the early church weren't offensive. They didn't hurt anybody's feelings. They didn't let anybody down or live a lifestyle that would bring reproach to themselves. But they lived such a godly example that in the book of Acts, you can read that it was added to them daily. But you say, aren't we supposed to live a Christian life that is sometimes somewhat controversial? Your message. Your message. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you this. The cross will always be offensive. Jesus Christ and Him dying on the cross will always be offensive. Postmodernism teaches that whatever to you truth is, that's truth. Whatever, however you want to live, go ahead and live your life. But then here comes the Christians and we say that the cross is absolute. That the gospel is absolute. That there is no, no truth outside of that. And you will see a generation that will be offended because of the message that we live. But me personally... My lifestyle, the way that I work, the way that I present myself, the way that I live a day-to-day -day life, I don't offend people. I don't. But it is the message of the cross and the message of Jesus Christ, the message of the gospel that will always offend people. So I try my best. And though I try, because sometimes I am not the best Christian, I am not the best person that you can use as an example, but thank God for Abraham and Isaac and Jacob that messed up. Amen. Can you say glory to God that God didn't shy from putting those mistakes in the Bible? <laughs> but along with all the other failures, they were added to the Bible to present this. And that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
If you read the Bible, if you read the story of the Bible, and you get something outside of Christ, it is not the Gospel. If you get the Bible, and you're hearing about mansions and Cadillacs, and a lifestyle that we can live uh, above our means, that everything will be good and everything will be flowery without any hesitations. Let me, let me tell you, you're up, you're up for a sad life. <laughs> because when I read the Bible, I don't see mansions and a Cadillac and a luxurious life that some Western Christianity has come to be, but I see a lifestyle and the gospel that it is to exemplify what Jesus exemplified. And that is that He came to give. That it means that He came to lay down His life. That a generation might be brought back to God. And the, and the Thessalonians it said that it was God in Christ in imploring the world to Himself that at the end of time He can present it to God. And now by the power of the Holy Spirit Paul says to the Thessalonians it is the Spirit of God inside me. I am an ambassador for Jesus Christ and it was it was God in Christ now it's Christ in me I am an ambassador and I am imploring people to the gospel <laughs> hmm. it's funny how we read scriptures and we see everything else but Jesus you want to you want to stay safe you want to be safe when you read the scriptures you read the scriptures and you look Jesus first and then you can add everything to it. Amen. You keep Christ centered. And so here's, here's in the book of Titus, here's Paul. Now, my sermon title today, I want to uh, title this somewhat, and some of you that know, that know uh, Titus and, and, and the background of Titus, you'll get my sermon, my sermon title, and some of you will get it, will get it when I'm done. But I want to I wanna title my sermon today, Grace at Crete. Grace at Crete. Amen? So let's pray. Father, I ask you today that you would help us. We get so much distractions, God, throughout the week. So much distractions. We're distracted by things that really don't matter sometimes, that we waste all our time. God, it devours our time. And Father, we know that we don't have much time. But you have purpose in us, a great work. God, a great work before us. And God, I pray today that I would come with some encouragement, that I would come with a word that would explode in people's hearts and in people's spirits. I pray today, Father, that as I preach, that it would be Christ lifted, that it would be Christ manifested, and that it would be Christ centered. And Father, when we leave this place, Lord, that we want to live and be more like Jesus. That's my goal here today. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord? If you have your Bibles, go to Titus chapter 2, verse 11. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. It's so good to be with Pastor. I was, he came down to Kansas City to watch Pastor Jimmy Patilla preach. And, and Pastor, uh, he got tied up with uh, our bishop up there. Uh, Bishop Mosier, and and you know when you come to Kansas City, you don't go come eat uh, Italian. You come eat some barbecue. So, Pastor, I, I want to invite you back because I want to do you right when you come back. Because when you come back, you don't go eat Italian. We'll forgive Bishop for doing that to you. <laughs> 
But, but I wanted to go take them to, to go get some barbecue chicken because there ain't no chicken like Kansas City chicken, Pastor. I'm telling you right now. Amen. Look at Titus chapter 2, verse 11. I just want to talk to you just for a few minutes. Amen. I want to be mindful of my time. Christy, if you can help me here tonight. So Titus chapter 2, verse 11. Look at this. It says, for the grace of God has appeared. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, instructing us to deny godlessness and worldly lust, and to live in a sensible, righteous, and godly way in this present age. While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing, and the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, He gave Himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to cleanse for Himself a people for His own possession. <laughs> eager, eager. One translation says zealous or excited or, or envious. Eager to do good works. Totally committed to doing uh, good deeds. The New Living Translation said totally committed to doing good deeds. But watch verse 15. Proclaim these things. Encourage, rebuke with all authority. And let no one disregard you. Let no one disregard you. I believe that we've been called to works. Though we're not saved by works, we, there is this thing inside of us that, that moves us. When we see salvation come to us, there's this thing in our spirit that, 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 that infiltrates us and possesses us to do something for the kingdom of God. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to do something for the kingdom of God. Am I among the people that still believe that God moves through his people? Am I, am I, am I here? Am I at the right place? I still believe that God can still work wonders and miracles and God can still move supernaturally to touch a generation that needs to be touched. That needs, that need, that needs to, to, to hear the gospel and, and, and see clearly all that he is. And though my life, my life will be displayed and at times I may even have to, I may even have to, uh, 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 go beyond my means to be kind to somebody. It may not always be, uh, it may not always be the right time and, and it may not be convenient for me to live the, the Christian life. But I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, that it's like nobody, there is no feeling, there is nothing that you can give me that to see a born again believer come to Jesus Christ. Amen, Pastor Larry. Huh. To live a life this week, and you, you know, you know about it, the, the Joplin give and take, was it the, the, the Kansas City, it was the Kansas City, Christy was in the Kansas City, but, but you know the Joplin give and take, you go and you see what you can uh, buy and sell and, and everything, do we have anybody that, that visit that website, come on, come on, that's it, just one person, two, three, four, there you go, more honest people, the rest of you, I'll see you at the altar after church. <laughs> And so here in this, in the, in the, uh, via uh, Facebook, I believe, via Facebook, I don't know much about it. This young lady reached out to, or Christy reached out to this young lady this week, two weeks ago. Now, mind you, I don't know anything that's happening here. I'm just telling you the story. And, uh, so Christy, uh, begins to converse this young lady about this little toy that we wanted to give and buy for Kaylin because she's starting to go from crawling to walking. 
And so for two weeks, they kept going back, back and forward, back and forward. Now get this, and in her head, Christy just wants to drop the conversation and just ignore the thing and just go buy the thing at Walmart. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, forget about it. Five dollars, it's just five dollars. In her head, it's just five dollars, but in her heart, in her heart, something else is happening. The Holy Spirit is telling her, don't drop that conversation. Come on, somebody. One day, two days, three days, two weeks, four days. She came up with excuses. I got three kids. My, my, my fiance's in the hospital and, and, and he's had a seizure and Christy's thinking in her head, it's just an excuse. I'm gonna, I'm gonna delete this in her head. She's saying, it's just an excuse. And, 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 but in her heart, the Holy Spirit says, don't drop the conversation. She's just, it's just five dollars. <laughs> two weeks. This goes into the second week. This two weeks, literally two weeks. This last Thursday, this young lady reaches out to her. She said, I am so sorry. I have three young kids. Uh, my fiance had a stroke. Seriously, he had a stroke. He had a seizure. They have them all. Uh, they got wires all out of his head. They had to do emergency, emergency, emergency surgery. And, 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 you know, being a, a single mom right now, I have to take my kids back and forth, school out. And, and you know how, how hectic things can get. And so it become hectic for this young lady and, and the Holy Spirit. Quick and Christy, he says, don't close the door because I want to do something in your life. I want to do something in your life. I want to do something through you to reach this young lady. But in her head, she wanted to close the conversation. But something was working on her heart. It's called the grace of God. The grace of God that extended from the cross was moving through Christy. Don't drop the conversation, Christy. It's like, it's just $5. She said, don't. Don't drop the conversation. So she said, I'll talk to her. God, I'll do so. What do you want me to tell him? Christy said, well, listen, I still want to, if you want to come meet me, I'm down, uh, uh, they were down at a uh, local park there at a baseball park. I don't know if you've seen, we took some pictures with Kaylin and her little royal uh, apparel and she looked so cute and beautiful, just like her daddy. And uh, uh, amen there, hallelujah. And and so so there she is. And, and, and Christy really didn't think that this lady was going to, show up and this lady showed up Christy was shocked listen it's just five dollars it's just five dollars folks it's just five dollars who this we Christy really didn't know what was going on in this girl's heart she didn't know what her home was like she didn't know Christy thought she was just making it up Christy thought man this girl she is crazy she's not come on somebody you know you ever get like that but then in, and then but something on the inside uh, God was moving grace was moving on the inside of her don't drop the conversation make a connection with this lady so Friday night two o'clock at night in at uh, we're Saturday morning actually 2 a.m. I look at my phone I get a I get a notification on my phone I looked and there was our church web page There was this young lady there. I seen that it was a young lady. Now get this, I don't know the story. I don't know the story. I didn't know this was happening at all. I seen there and I seen that it was a young lady. I seen that she was from Kansas City, Glassstone area. And she had liked one of our Face Friday videos that Christy had done last year when we were still here or a year and a half ago when we were still here. 
And Christy had come up in her timeline, so she had reshared it, so it went back on her timeline. This lady was so impressed with Christy's attitude. Come on, somebody. This lady was so impressed with Christy's uh, 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 personality and, and how Christy just been uh, allowing the grace of God to move through her. And, and But really, you know, she just wanted to drop it. It's just $5. Let's drop this conversation. This is just silly. I'm just going to drop this thing. This is crazy. This is nuts. The lady's crazy. I'm just going to drop this conversation. But thank God she allowed the Holy Spirit. Thank God she allowed grace to move through her life because what happened, it touched this lady so much that at two o'clock in the morning on Saturday morning this lady went to snooping on Christie's Facebook and as a matter of fact when she shared the her faith Friday video because at two o'clock in the morning she watched Christie's video and on that video she talked about the hope of the king of kings and the lord of lords she talked about how Jesus can be your hope and sometimes the devil tries to come in to steal your praise but if you got your eyes on Jesus you don't have to lose your praise and you don't have to lose your song and she watched Christy preach and she watched Christy testify via Facebook through our page and that lady was so encouraged by it she shared it and I went to look at, at how she had titled it she said this week I have met this lady as a matter of fact I have talked to her for two weeks and she impressed me impressed me so much I had to go and see about this lady See about this lady and who she was. And I seen this video. And folks, she said, you all need to watch this video. It helped me so much. Christy went on on Saturday morning to respond back to her. And she wanted to know where church upside down was because she's planning on coming. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about the gospel. I'm talking about living a life. Living a life. Living a life for Jesus Christ. And though, and though the gospel and though Christianity, the lifestyle of Christianity will be offensive, our lives do not, don't have to be offensive. That we can live in such a way that is full of grace and mercy. That no matter how mean and awkward and, and how perverted people may get, Jesus Christ can still move through you and you can reach a generation for Jesus Christ and you can pack this house out for the glory of God. <laughs> Grace at Crete. So what's wrong with Crete? Do you know that these people were barbarians? This was a island, a cesspool of sin. The Cretans, liars, glutton, they were beasts. Was one of the prophets had called them back in Titus chapter 1, and Paul said amen to that. <laughs> he said amen, they are, they are correct. And here Paul is talking to this pastor Titus, watch this, and look at verse 11, go back to verse 11, look at this. He says, for, for, the grace of God has appeared. Look, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared. This, this word appeared has a, 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 a phrase or a picture here that grace is not a word here, but grace is a person. So I'm here to tell you that grace has a name and his name is Jesus. I'm here to tell you that grace has a name and his name is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So Paul says, for the grace that has appeared unto us, for the grace, another word that you can substitute the word uh, for here is the word because. 
Because, because of grace, because of grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. Or you can say it this way, because of the grace of Jesus Christ that brought salvation for all people. Watch this. And worldly love, uh, instructing us to deny godlessness and worldly lust and to live in a sensible and righteous and godly way in this present age. So here you have the, the, Paul is given a significance, watch this, or a reference in which we are to live. In the Old Testament, people gave reference to the Exodus story. When, when, uh, the Jews or those, uh, the Pharisees and and before the times of Jesus, when they saw deliverance, they referenced the Exodus. When Moses went into Egypt and God slumbered, God, God, bowed, he, he, uh, God strut his muscles that Pharaoh bowed the knee because there's no king of kings, Lord of lords, but our God, and he reigns forevermore. And God just kind of swung his arm, and, and Pharaoh had to let his people go. So anytime the Jewish or the Hebrew people saw themselves in trouble, all they would have to remember is the Exodus story. Mm-hmm. That was their reference, but here, Paul now, he's drawing our attention to something else because, because something great had happened. That we have an Exodus story. We have another deliverance story. That story is the cross. Today, the cross remains. Today, the cross is absolute. It was true. It did happen. We just celebrated. There was a man that came, and his name was Jesus. And he not only came to live, but he came to die. And he did live, and he did die, and he did go to the grave. But ladies and gentlemen, I got good news. He's not in the grave today. His grave is empty. People say that there's... There's three grave sites in Jerusalem. And can I tell you, we may not know what grave site it is, but can I tell you here today that all three are empty. There's no body to be found in those grave sites. Why? Because today, today, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. He's alive. He is alive. I said he's alive. He is true. Is he true to you? Do you believe in him? Do you trust in him? Do you rely on him? Do you really? Do you go to him when you're in trouble? Do you rely on him when you need guidance and deliverance? That's what the Jewish did. The Jewish referenced the story of Exodus and how Moses delivered his people through the hand of God. And now Paul, Paul here is drawing their attention. He says, hey guys, I said, because this grace has appeared. Jesus has appeared, bringing salvation to all people. So I want to I tell you that grace still saves. But grace, you know what? Grace still trains. Grace trains. What does it train? It trains us, watch this, instructing us to deny godlessness. It's, it, it teaches us to uh, deny worldly lust and to live a, but to live a sensible and righteous and godly lives and in the present age. So you reference the cross. So you live your life in this present age. Was the cross a miracle? 
If you read the book of John, the book of John, according to Jesus, it was the most displayed glorious act of God. The cross was. So many times we, dis- we, we look upon his r- resurrection, but I want to tell you this, that, the, that, 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 that if, you get, if you want to get grace right, you got to get the cross right. Why? We needed the cross. I am a needy person here today. Not because I need a car. Not because I need a house. Not because I need water or food. I am a needy person because I need the cross. I needed the cross. I am needed today because I needed the cross. And if I keep that reference right, then grace will move through me correctly. Correctly. Is that just my Spanish or what? My accent? Why am I doing that? What do I need to do? You don't know. Okay. I didn't know if it was my accent or what. <laughs> Are you enjoying the word tonight? Am I making sense? Am I making sense? You know what? Let me, let me just a little sidetrack. And I, uh, <laughs> what's funny, you know, I get it, Pastor. I get it. I get it. You know, a lot of times I got distracted by numbers when I was here. <laughs> and pastor had to help me because it's not about numbers it's about health <laughs> it's about health and so I'm preaching not so you can add numbers I'm, I'm preaching so I can have health to you to your spiritual body so tomorrow on Monday something comes and you can say if Jesus if the spirit of God was in Christ when he went into that dead and, and his corpless his, his lifeless body went into that, that borrowed tomb and if, if that same spirit rose Christ from the dead then that spirit that was in Christ raising him up is the same spirit Spirit here on Monday with a bad report that's going to help me live on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday so Sunday I can come back and say that God is good, He is faithful. That's why that's how I'm preaching here today. I'm not really worried for your amens, I'm not really worried for your shouting and clapping, though sometimes that's good for your ego. But I am, I am, I'm being, I'm just being honest. You don't want me to lie to you, do you? But I'm, I'm preaching. So you can have reference and allow the grace of God to move into your life so you can really impact this generation. And so here Paul, here Paul, he's talking to these Cretans. They were, they were not, you know, you didn't have a poster of the, of the Cretans in your wall. They weren't great examples, teenagers. Let me, let me tell you, these people were liars and cheaters and manipulators. They were pirates. They were pirates. And Paul is saying, grace can work in you. (laughs) I know you lie. I know you're glutton. I know you're a bunch of beasts. But if you allow the grace of God, you can impact your little island for Jesus Christ. And he's saying the, the way you do that is that you got to look back to the cross. you got your, your life of reference. I'm going to give you a point of reference. It's the cross. The cross still works. The cross is where you find your deliverance. The cross is what brought you out. The cross has a name. His name is Jesus. And it still works. Whatever happened at the cross can still happen in your life every day every day salvation still works I am I just didn't believe I'm still believing I believe in this Bible more now and now that I'm preaching it I'm believing in it even more I believed it a year ago 
and a year from now, I, I'm still will believe in it. I hope that I still will be in love with God. I hope that I still will love the Bible even more than I do today. I understand that I've been with Christy for 25 years and I didn't think that I could love her anymore. Ain't that some of you that have been married for a while? Ain't that something how you can love somebody that you didn't even know? You didn't even, you, you didn't have no uh, uh, premarital marriage. You know, there, there was, it, wasn't, it wasn't planned or anything. You just saw each other and how she thought I was sexy and how she thought she had me because I looked like a snack and she was thirsty and hungry for this Mexican man. Come on, somebody. I'm just throwing some, some slang out there for these teenagers over here. They get the whole snack and thirsty and hungry thing. Yeah, yeah, right here in the front row. <laughs> Watch this. But look at this. Look at verse 13. Verse 13, help me out, Ronnie. Watch this. Verse 13, it says, Looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Jesus Christ. So Paul, Paul is saying this. He says, you want, you want, you want motivation. You want motivation. You want to be motivated. Jesus Christ is coming. Do you believe that? Do you live like it? Do you live like Jesus is coming tomorrow? Looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing. There's that word again. Appearing, there's a theological word for that, the epiphany. The epiphanies of Christ. Am I correct, Pastor Epiphany? <laughs> Pastor. <laughs> Any, you trust me. You see in verse 11, it says, the appearing of, of grace at the cross. And then you see here, you see here, the, the appearing of Jesus Christ and this coming, that he's coming back. And Paul is saying, I want you to live in this present age. When Paul, when, uh, excuse me, when the Apostle John in the Isle of Patmos, chapter 1, had a revelation of Jesus Christ. Now listen to me this, listen to me. When he saw a revelation of Jesus Christ, watch what he says. Now, we would say it this way. We would say, the one who was, the one who is, and that one who is to come. But when the appearing of Jesus Christ, when he had the revelation, or when he had, when he saw Christ, watch what he says. He doesn't say was, is, and is to come. You know what he says? He says is. Is. He starts with the word is, signifying that Jesus Christ is very present. In other words, that Jesus is here. He's here in the Isle of Patmos. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this, church, that Jesus Christ is in the midst of this church. You are His church. You are in His hand. And He wants to move through you. You are His body. You are His body tonight. You're His hands. You're His feet. You're His mouth. You are the body of Christ and He is in the midst of you and He wants to move. So here Paul is talking, here Paul is talking to Titus and he says, I want you to teach them about grace. Not flaky grace. Not, not sloppy grace, but correct grace. Well, how do you do that? How do you get the grace of God moving in your life? Here it is. You look at the cross. You, 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 you use the cross as a reference point. And you tie a rope there. And then you live in this present world, living by the example that Jesus gave you at the cross. Think about the example. that it's, He said, not my will, 
Man, I could preach all night. Not my will, but your will be done, Father. Amen? Let this cup, can this cup move? Can, can I live beyond the cross? And, and can I live physically? Can I, you know, really, that's what Jesus was saying. Can I live physically? Can I continue to live with my apostles? Can I continue to live among these people? What did he say? He says, Father, but not my will. Let your will be done. In other words, he laid down his life. He laid it down. He laid it down. He laid down it. So you, 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 you see the cross for all that it is. And then you live in this present world. So you tie a rope there. And then you look to the future. Because Jesus Christ is coming back. When you look at the cross... And, and you're living in this present age. God gives you the grace, the grace, the undeserved favor. He gives you grace, the, the, the unworking favor. You don't have to work for it. God gives it to you. God bestows it on you. Listen, God, Christy said something awesome here today, this morning as she was preaching. She said, when Jesus went to the cross, he didn't die for you and then love you. When Jesus went to the cross, he loved you. That's why he died. <laughs> he loves you, church. He loves you. He loves you with all his heart. So you got to think about this. When, when, when you're living this life, you're living in this present age, Jesus Christ is there with you. He's there with you right now. He's there. He's among us through the power of the Holy Spirit. So you look at the cross, you tie her up there, and then you look towards the future, and you put your hope, you put your hope at what? At his great appearing. Listen, you put your hope. That gives you hope. Grace produces a hope in you that he's coming back. So when all the people around you that are losing hope, you got hope. Hope is alive. Hope is alive. Watch this. Not in Jesus, but he's, he's in you. He's alive in you. Giving hope to people that are hopeless. Giving, a, giving water to those that, that are thirsty. Giving food to those that are hungry. Clothing those that are naked. Healing the sick. Delivering those that are possessed, oppressed. But the power... And the grace of Jesus Christ. That's how it works. And that's what, that's what Paul is telling Titus. I want you to teach this. Grace at Crete. Yeah, I want you to teach it to these people. I know they're liars. I know they're cheaters. I know they manipulate. I know they take shortcuts. They're not the best examples as Christians, Titus. But I want you to preach grace to them. I want you to tell them about the cross. I want you to tell them that Jesus Christ is coming. Why? Because grace works at our worst. Grace works at our worst. I'm not best. I'm not the best employee sometimes. I'm not the best. Sometimes when I leave work, I shake my fist and I, I nod my head and I, and I bow and I say, God, I didn't represent you correctly. I allowed that snot-nosed person to get under my skin and I didn't, I didn't really act and, and present it the love of God like I should but I'll give it a little kiss and a promise I'll kiss it and I promise that I'll do it later tomorrow why because I know that grace is working in my life I know that grace is working in my life. Why? Because I know that I'm, I'm going to live. I'm going to live tomorrow. It's not all bad. I know that God is still moving in me because he wants to move in me. Sometimes when I leave my home, I'm not the best husband. I'm not the best dad. I'm not the best representative as a grandpa or a Christian. But sometimes I have to rely on grace to move in my life, to do what I couldn't do, to, to move in me, to, to say things that I couldn't say, to inspire me to live for God. 
And so what do I do? I look to the cross and I, I have hope in His coming and I live this life now in the grace of God knowing that He gives it to me so I can live for Him. Watch this. If you read the Scriptures, not just to deny, instructing us to deny godliness and worldly lust and uh, uh, worldly lust and to live, but to live in a sensible, righteous, and godly way in this present age. So it's not just about saying no to worldly lust or to the world or to, to, to be so self-centeredness to live that life. It's not just no, but listen, grace is also teaching me to say yes to God. That's what was working in Christy's life. When she wanted to say no to this lady that was kind of getting under her skin, she said yes. She said yes, Lord. I don't really understand it. It's just $5. This lady's getting under my skin. I can do something better. I can do something better with But she kept answering this lady and now she touched that lady and who knows what can happen in a month or two with their children it was grace that taught her not just to deny but to say yes to God because grace is saving grace is training and grace is helping us to wait grace is working on us that Jesus Christ is coming back Sean will you come help me it's working today. Grace is working in your life. As I was thinking about this sermon today, I was thinking about Paul. I was thinking about this awesome apostle. What's funny is if you read the life of Paul, his whole life, he actually talks about this appearing. About this it has a, a notion of a great light. And you know in Acts chapter, chapter 12, I believe that he was on his way to uh, 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 was it Jericho. I believe that he was going to go persecute the Christians. And you remember when he was out in the desert, a great light shone or a great light was shining so much that it, it blinded him and it knocked him off his, his horse and down to the ground that he went. And, and when he saw this great light, it never left Paul. It never left Paul. So Paul lived in such a way that he referenced the cross. He lived under the shadow of the cross. He could never forget that experience. He could never, he could never forget what happened to him on the road to Damascus that day. But he also knew that that same king was coming back soon. And now when you read Paul, you wonder about all the beatings he got. He got, he got to a point one time that he says, I don't know if I was dead or in the spirit. <laughs> he had all the Judaizers, these zealots, criticizing him because of his speech. He said, I have the burden of the church. Then I have the struggles inside. 
I've been, I've been out in the ocean for 14 days. I didn't even know if I was going to make it out alive. <laughs> I've been beaten three times to be exact by the same stripes that my Savior bore. There He is making reference to the cross. See how He lived? He says, but I'm pressing forward for that upward call. I'm pressing forward. Though I want to be there, but I want to be here. Because if I go there, I'll be blessed. But if I stay here, you'll be blessed. And then he makes a remark. He says, I worked, he told the Corinthians this, he says, I work harder than you all. I've done more than anybody. Then somebody knocks on his heart. He answers the door. And then he says, well, I'm sorry, really not me, but grace. It was grace, really. Working in my life. Moving through me all along. So I stand in grace. I live in grace. I move through grace. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul looks to the Lord and he prays three times. He says, God, I have this thing. I love that Paul doesn't mention what it is because I think we can all sympathize with him because we all got this one thing. <laughs> and then we spiritualize it. Well, God's still working on me. Because we really don't want to be truthful with what it is. Because it's too embarrassing to say it. Have you ever been there? I have. I'm still there. Huh. And so, so Paul goes to Jesus. He goes to the Lord three times. Lord, will you remove this from me? I got this impediment. I got this thing in me. At one time, I'm seeing revelations from heaven. At one time, the heavens are being, the scriptures are opening to me. I got these revelations, but then at other times, I'm falling all over myself. At one time, I'm moving in grace in such a way that I love it, but at other times, <laughs> I don't know. You know what God said? He says, he says, hey, Paul, and your deficiency, and your deficiency, and your lack, and your wanting, and you not having the ability to do what you want to do, or to act like you should act. You know what he said? He said, my, my grace is sufficient for you. <laughs> And you know what Paul said? If weakness draws his grace, if weakness brings his grace down, if, if God works in weakness, I'm here to tell you that grace works in your weakness. Grace works at your worst. Grace works at night. Grace works in the morning. Grace works when you need it the most. You know what Paul said? And if your grace is sufficient for me in weakness, then I pray that I be a weak man all day long, seven days a week, 365 days a week, that your grace may be manifested in my life. I don't know about you. I'm ready. I'm ready to live this life. But I, I can't live it like I want to. 
But I got a message for you, and it's called grace. You might be saying here today, I'm broken, I'm beaten, I'm, I don't have the right testimony, I'm not the best example, I don't have the education, I don't have the courage, I'm a shy person, I'm here to tell you, grace is here for you, grace is ready to work for you, grace is perfect, grace is perfect, think about the Cretans, grace at Crete. I don't know about you, are you ready? Are you ready to impact somebody? Are you ready to, for God to move in your life? Are you, are you ready? Really ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you going to look at the cross? Are you waiting for His coming? Are you going to live like His coming? I don't know about you. I'm ready for it. 